0: Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast brought to you by Tethered the world's best saddle hunting equipment, and we have a fun show for you all today. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 189. And on this week's episode, I was joined by Alex and Jeff, Vantage Point Archery. Jeff is one of the owners and Alex is the marketing manager for VPA. Nothing like getting a chance to speak with individuals that truly care so much about archery and bow hunting. And during this conversation, you'll hear the passion and the drive that Jeff has when it comes to both of these communities. You will also get a chance to hear Alex speak about the new Omega Broadhead and really how she likes to keep things simple when it comes to her setup. We get into various topics in this conversation from the what and the why of their products, the durability of them, each of their setups, the archery hunting community, working with Joel Turner, and a whole lot more. So we start out the conversation hearing Jeff and Alex share who VPA is and how they are a family-run business out of Indiana. You get to hear Jeff share some of his thoughts about his hunting setup and how he ultimately believes you just need to shoot what you feel is best for you and enjoy shooting confidently. They both share some specifics about some of the heads they offer and the current affairs in bow hunting, but both also share the experience they had with Joel Turner recently and how that has helped them. And then we wrap up the conversation with really what's coming up this upcoming year for them uh, as far as hunting, as far as shows uh, individually and for VPA. So tune in and listen uh, to some fun stories with Alex and Jeff. Make sure you go give them a follow over at VPAArchery.com. all their Social outlets are, are all embedded there as well. Just want to say thanks again, everybody, for all your continued support. Season's right around the corner. Have a good one. Antler up. Tethered is a team of saddle hunting fanatics with a passionate addiction to whitetail hunting. Designing and engineering products to be a more efficient and confident hunter, Tethered produces the most mobile, stealthy, and safest elevated hunting gear on the planet. Built by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. Head over to tethernation.com to see for yourself what exactly I'm talking about. America's Best Bowstrings has been manufacturing high quality custom bowstrings in the USA since 2006. America's Best Bowstrings strives on the commitment to never end the search for perfection, and this has been the driving force behind the company. Innovative products for every archer out there. Go create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. And a special code is made for our listeners of the Antler Up podcast for America's Best Bow Use code ANTLERUP and you will save $10 off your order. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly intuitive and science-based products that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You have deer prediction, journaling, and the best maps on any hunting app platform there is. Use code antlerup to save 20% off your Spartan Forge membership at spartanforge.ai. Hey guys, last year was a wild year for censorship for hunters and anglers. We partnered with social media platform Go Wild to combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women by hunters and anglers just like you. Go Wild is a free social community. Not only are your photos not censored, they're encouraged on Go Wild. And Go Wild gives you points for things like sharing your trophies, gear reviews, and inviting friends. As you earn points, you unlock awesome rewards too, such as gift cards, free swag, knives, huge discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex, and so much more. And if you create a free account, you can unlock $10 just for trying it out. Visit and download GoWild.com to get started. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show for this week. I'm joined by Alex and Jeff from VPA Vantage Point Archery. They have the VPA Broadheads. Alex and Jeff, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks. Appreciate you getting us on.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, obviously we we're just talking a little bit before we we hit that record button. It's just been awesome already just to get a chance to know you and break the ice a little bit. and one thing is we, we went down other little mini rabbit holes to life already, but we didn't really go down about who VPA is. So before we do that, I guess, you know, Alex or Jeff, I guess, you know, introduce yourself and say what your role is with VPA. I
1: can, yeah. I was going to say, I can start. My name's Alex Christensen. I'm our marketing manager. So, um, really all things marketing and more, and we've got a small team here, so we all wear a lot of hats and we keep it fun and, Stay busy, that's for sure. You
0: have the new uh, podcasting hardware as well, so you're ready to rock and yep. roll, Alex. Yep, yep, I'm ready
1: and she to got go. That,
2: she's got that big smile all the time. She <laughs> keeps us all happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Jeff Stringer. I'm one of the owners, and uh, we laugh. I'm not sure what I do, but we, me and Alex were laughing the other day that we needed some help, so I reached out to some people in the industry, asked for help, and uh, being such a small industry and getting some responses back, um it's neat to see that you have friends in the industry. So today I'm the friend maker is like what I'm it. trying to just make sure that we were working with the right people with the right ethics and moving the, moving the ball forward in the industry.
0: Yeah. I, I, that was one thing, you know, as, as a teacher and as a coach, one thing I always harped on was like moving that needle in the right direction, you know, pulling the rope in the same direction as, as, as teammates and everything like that. So like you said, when you kind of, Collectively pulled together, uh, hopefully good things could happen. Here's a question for you. What is, who is VPA? I know you could go online, you could look up things. You know, where are you based out of? And are we more than broadheads? Uh, obviously vantage point archery. Uh, I guess if any one of you want to really dive down into you know, who VPA is and, and uh, really more, more than just broadheads.
2: Alex, before we start on the, how long we've been here, let me break this one is VPA's 30 families. That's who VPA is. We have 30 families. We don't hire individuals. We hire families. So we're a group of 30 families that we, we run VPA and absolute machine out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yep. Yeah. So going off that, we started out as a machine shop about 20 years ago and it's, we still have that side of our business, absolute machining. And one of our head machinists, Jeff Miller, who's still with us is, a big bow hunter, a big traditional bow hunter. And he just wanted to make his own broadhead. And, um, so he did that and gave it to his friends and it kind of just spread word of mouth for a long time. And then the past couple of years, we've really taken off and started selling online and getting into archery shops. And that's kind of the short story of how we got here.
0: It seems like he wanted something done. He had to do it himself if he wanted it done right. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Miller's, he's just an amazing, his thought process and just an amazing machinist and a a great archer and just kind of revolutionary. He's he's Mm -hmm. super quiet. If you were to meet him, you'd you'd never think what you get out of him. But once you unleash his talents and some talents of others like Daryl Barnett and um, everybody on our staff has some input somewhere or the other, so. It's, cl- it's a collective group of, of ideas. And then we come out with which
0: ones we think are the best. So when you look at like, what kind of broadheads are you offering mainly to bow hunters? Because growing up, I remember how mechanicals were such a craze. Uh, and then it was, you know, the three blade and you know, it seems to be that single bevel. And right now like, is it right bevel is a left bevel. And what kind of broadheads are you offering to individuals and kind of you know, I'm, I'm anxious too. like after you answer this one, I kind of want to maybe explain what I've kind of been doing uh, over to my experience the last couple of years and see like where you would maybe even steer me. So I guess like offer like provided listeners what your bread and butter is and uh, like who it really pertains to.
1: So we do uh, we precision machine all fixed blade broadheads and we really pride ourselves on having like the biggest selection that we can. Um, we want to have something for everyone. So two-blade, three-blade, like you mentioned, single-bevel, really 100 to 300 grain, um, inch and an eighth cutting diameter, inch and a half, inch and a quarter. So really I think we've got over 60 different broadheads now that we carry, um, and adding more it seems like all the time. So, (laughs) yeah. But
2: but they all are fixed. I mean, that's this will probably be the only place that we kind of beat up on the industry is um, we believe in fixed. We've had, I used to shoot some of the mechanicals and we have good friends like Jay from Grim Reaper makes a great mechanical broadhead. I just, I personally don't believe in them, so we don't make any. Um, We actually have some designs of some that we thought would be good. But again, the whole thing that we're trying to do with practice and, uh, you know, getting people to shoot and take out variability in your, in your shot, and your shot placement, and that. And then you add a mechanical that creates a whole different set of variables in there that some of them you can't control. So with a, a fixed blade, you know, there's still things you got to do to tune them, but you don't have to worry about it. We always say we will guarantee, hands down, our broadhead is fully open upon release, upon impact, pass-through, and on the other side. You don't have to wonder if it
0: opened up. Nice. So I've always been... A couple of years ago I experimented a little bit with you know my arrow setup and uh, I, I the heaviest arrow that I ran would have been my FMJs a couple of years ago, which would have been maybe like five thirty, I want to say, somewhere around in that ballpark. And the last couple of years, I'm a short draw. And you know, it was more so I want to be accurate. I I'm, I'm not going out west, so I'm not shooting a white tail Man, it'd be lucky if I shot a whitetail past 35 yards. Not that I'm not confident enough to do it, which I am confident enough to do that. It's just <laughs> where I'm hunting, it's 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 got to be almost 30 yards or in for me to make sure I'm not hit, nicking a a small little maple sap tree or something along that those lines. So, I you know, speed wasn't always a big thing for me, but I'm a short draw length. I'm a 27 and a half. So, I've always like been a little bit you know, which, what, what is my best setup? So last couple of years, I, I want to say three years ago in Jeff and Alex, I went to like the heaviest one I ever used was like a 125, And I don't know, I just feel like I've gone back to just using kind of the kiss simple or the kiss principle, keeping it simple, stupid, basically just a hundred grain, um, not going super, super light on an arrow. I'm still, I would still want to be at least a minimum of like four sixty, if that makes sense. But you know, what kind of direction would you steer me into, or what broadhead would you say? Here's what you got to look at for us, and it this is where you would maybe be.
2: This is Ryan's section of the podcast, <clears throat> <laughs> but since he's not here, it's his, we'll take yeah. it.
1: Bread and butter, right here. Yeah, yeah.
2: we don't really steer anybody. It, it's again, shoot what you're happy with. You know you. get all these people that'll tell you, Oh, you gotta follow exactly what I say and here's why. That's great, but not everybody's the same. Not everybody has the same draw length. Not everybody has the confidence. And it's it's about building up that confidence. Shoot what you're happy with. You know, I'm a I'm a FOC guy. I wanna be a little heavier on the front end. The one thing I would ask you when if you're to call me and ask about it is what is your setup? Are you putting weights in the front? So is your answer, are you running a weighted insert, outsert, whatever that is? And if the answer is yes, I always ask, well, why don't you put that in the killing piece of your broadhead? You know, why put why put a big chunk of brass in there when you could shoot a 200 grain and put it in 200 grain, have a heavier ferrule, make sure you make that pass through, make sure you can get through the bone. Because the, the truth is, to get down to a 125 or 100 or even though guys are still shooting seventy fives, you're taking the the mechanical structure of that head and weakening it. You. you know, you're trying the, the the blades are thinner, the ferrules thinner, the shafts thinner. Beef all that up, shoot that heaviness on the front because you're still getting the same arrow weight, but just mm-hmm. put a heavier heavier broadhead. You don't have to go to a three hundred, but shoot what you're comfortable with. But again, like Alex said, we have a full range because you you know you better than I know you. Right. So you shoot what you're confident with because when it's going to be you in the tree pulling that bow back, letting the arrow fly, you've got to be confident. I'm not going to be up there telling you what to do. Right.
0: What kind of seems to be the just from customer feedback or just results, basically, heck, even from within your own family, right? Like the VPA family and co- customers, what seems to be your most successful head and like really cool stories and anything that you could even share from those. That would be really cool to hear.
1: I mean, the biggest thing right now would be our new product, the VPA Omega, which is our new single bubble that we're offering just because we've been doing so much testing over the past several months or year um putting so much r and d into this head, I feel like that's what's top of mind for all of us. Um, so that's that's what I'm excited about this season. it's it's something new. We worked with Daryl Barnett, like Jeff mentioned to engineer this head to be the most durable and and structurally sound head that um, that we could. so
2: yeah, and it's it's been out on the market for about three weeks now, okay three, or three weeks, and it's it's our best seller this month, but for the year, I mean, we're into August. It's our second best seller. And that's not to say, oh, well, it's not hard if you only sell 50 heads a year. We sell millions of heads a year, right. millions. Right. And for this thing to sneak up and be number two, it's like, whoa. Yeah. So it's, it's in the hands of some people that believe in it.
0: So what makes that one so unique? Because, I mean, looking at it already, just it's a 200-grain it's a broadhead right? So what, you know, what makes this head so unique compared to even like what you guys have offered in the past?
2: Tell them out you've got this thing down pat.
1: The VPA Omega, right now we're offering it in 200 grains, right and left bevel. Really, it all goes back to, and we haven't really touched on this yet, customer feedback. That's our biggest thing. Like Jeff mentioned, we're, we operate like a family and we treat our customers like family. Uh, so when they come to us and, and have recommendations on, on what we should do or what we should improve or what types of things they would like to see from us. um, We take it seriously. So that's kind of how this head was developed. Um, We worked with a um, literal rocket scientist on this head to, to really get the science behind it. And it's, it's got some really complex geometries for, For machining, it's more complicated than other broadheads we've done in the past, which was a fun challenge to really work on and and see what we could do and and constantly improve it. But um, in a nutshell, it's really a single bevel broadhead. And at the front of the broadhead, I wish I had one with me, um, it's a double bevel. So you're getting the strength of the double bevel tanto tip, but still getting the corkscrew cut you would get from a a traditional single bevel broadhead.
0: Nice. That's pretty cool. So... When it comes to the right bevel, left bevel, I guess, you know, just to you know, be 101, basically, to let, you know, talk it down to listeners, I guess, just if I'm running a right helical, left helical, you want to match that up?
2: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. If you're, if you're spinning right, you want a, a right bevel, but spinning left, you want a left. I think the one thing Alex didn't, didn't put in there that's the most, um, off the chart part of the Omega is you can sharpen it on a flat stone. The lay flat tech technology is the one and only out there. Every other single bevel you need a jig for some people sharpen them without a jig, but um, there's so much variability in there and how you got to, I'm not saying you can't, but it's difficult. Yeah. These things that you've never sharpened a single bevel, you'll be able to sharpen this one.
0: So here's, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I feel like one of the, my downfalls and why i shy away from kind of broadheads like like yours is because i'm illiterate when it comes to sharpening my broadheads like i just feel like when i do that i'm making them more dull than i'm making them sharper um so you know talk i guess a little bit about the simplicity of that like you just said it's it's the flat stone and 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 even maybe even some of your other broadheads that allow someone like myself that really I don't know, doesn't really know what I'm doing when it comes to sharpening.
1: Yeah, so with this broadhead, um, like Jeff mentioned, it's patent pending lay flat sharpening technology. So we actually machined down the ferrule of the broadhead so that it'll lay flat on your sharpening stone instead of having to actually hold that angle steady. Like our other single bubbles are a 35 degree angle. Um, you have to use a jig.
0: Take the guesswork out of building your own arrows for this upcoming season by ordering a custom set of arrows from Exodus Outdoor Gear. They have developed and sourced literally the most precise archery components on Earth to build a tailored arrow for your hunting adventures. Just head over to Exodus's website and plug in your specifications in the Arrow Builder and have your custom set sent straight to your door. You have two arrows to choose from one being the MMT arrow, which is a two four six diameter shaft and the new NIS, which is a two Oh four diameter shaft arrow use code a U to save 15% off your tailored arrow order at exodusoutdoorgear.com dot com.
1: To maintain that angle. If you aren't very skilled at sharpening or, or whatever. So it's, we machined out the ferrule for it to lay flat. So all you have to do is lay it flat, push forward on the stone, strap it. You're ready to go. We've, told guys um it's the only broadhead you can sharpen in the tree stand and um yeah so that's that's actually how easy it is
0: that's awesome
2: yeah and i don't know if you've seen our three blades but our three blades you can lay flat on a stone too and sharpen those so really getting it to where it's it's easy to use and um again the feedback from the the customer was hey we love the single bevel the man we hate sharpening. can you do something about it and with, with a gr- good group of people shooting them, testing them, whatever feedback from a ton of people, this is what we came up with, and it, it is revolutionary. And we're actually coming out with a, a a group of another product called the Ascender series. It's a little bit different. It's the same design, on um, the way it fixes will be a little bit different, but it'll go down to 125 all the way up to 300. So you'll have that same single bevel capability to sharpen, but different ways to weight that thing out. So you know guys like you that want to be down in that one twenty five range will have something for you. Again, opening up that offering so we're not dictating what you gotta use. You know, right. you can come in use whatever you want. And I th- I think when you start thinking back to the sharpening, a lot of people have had issues. That's part of the um reason that uh mechanicals took off. Because yeah. they're using a a razor blade attachment basically and you pull them out of the pack, they're razor, it's like shaving your face sharp, which is great. But they're one and done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hit something hard, you and they're they're just done. I don't I don't think I can ever go back. And I've shot probably every mechanical out there, and think of one that I would want to shoot twice. Our stuff you can shoot twice, three times, four times. I actually just got a, a video back from a guy in New he's New Zealand, right? Alex Matt, and he shot I think six in Africa, six animals wow. with the same broadhead just pull it out, sharpened up, complete pass through. He, I think it was a gazelle or a, I I don't remember what it was, some kind of African buck. Today he sent me a video on, and he it looked like he was well far forward, and it went through, looked through the, like the ball joints on both sides, full pass through all the way through. So I'm excited to talk to him about it, and I believe that was the Omega. I haven't verified that he was shooting the Omega, but I believe that was the
0: Omega. Wow. That's pretty wicked. So here's a question for you. What are answer the phone? What are some of those frequently asked questions that you're getting from potential customers or people that are customers, basically?
1: Yeah. So Ryan, our sales managers, normally, like if somebody calls VPA, you're going to talk to him and he loves talking to everybody. It, it ranges from just like, what would you recommend? Kind of like questions you were asking. Yep. Um, this is my draw length or I'm going on an elk hunt. What would you recommend like for a specific animal, um, sharpening questions, a lot of sharpening questions. Um, Yeah. Really just recommendations, I think. And people just like to talk to, we'll get a lot of phone calls about customers like, Hey, I just went on this hunt. Wanted to let you know, I'm going to send some pictures over, you know, really appreciate it. So it's kind of a little bit of everything, lots of recommendations though. And people kind of just wanting to talk and talk stuff through, talk through their setup and their game plan.
0: Yeah. Jeff, how about you? Anything you can add?
2: Yeah. I mean, we we talked to a ton of people, right. And the, You'll hear, if you listened to any of our podcasts, we really want to be the, the the people that get up every morning and go to work and come home, and this is a hobby. Um, we, we have the opportunity to pay some big names to shoot our stuff. And I'm not saying that they're not great archers and we wouldn't love them on our staff, but I want people that, that are going out and we, they go out with their families. They, they go out and shoot the 3D shoots. That's who I want to. I want to be in the market for. I want everybody to shoot our stuff. We're in it for a profit. We want to make some money, but the stories we love are, "Hey, I took my son out and he's using a crossbow, got his first buck, and we're using your three blade." Or, "I'm setting my kid up and I want this." Or, "My wife's starting to hunt." Or, that that's really what gets me going every day. Yeah. And I'm with Alex. Ryan's better at it because he can talk your ear off, and yeah. he loves it, and he's he's such a good person to talk to that. It's, it's just making those connections. Even if you say, Hey, I'm going to stick with mechanical. Hey, it's nice knowing you. If you, you get to that point where it deflects off the shoulder, call us. We still, we'll still be here for you.
0: <laughs> so I guess one of the one questions that I, I, maybe you, you hear, maybe you don't, you get asked a lot about like the blood. Uh, you know, trails and all that stuff come, you know, as, as Jeff, as those of you that are not, are just listening, Jeff kind of give you that, that little smile and nod on the head like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, so I guess talk about that, that uh, experience.
2: So if you want to, there are some amazing mechanicals that open. I don't know. I'm sure somebody's got one that's three, four inches by now, but they don't open when they go through the shoulder. You know, I mean, there's just, we could, we could go through that fallacy. So Ryan always says, okay, so ours is an inch and an eighth up to an inch and a half, maybe one a, a two inch, I don't know. But if you can watch the deer fall over because you pass through both shoulders, both lungs and the heart with our stuff, or you can hope that the deer falls over because you shot it with something that might have opened, might have not opened up. Who cares how big the blood trail is? I don't need a blood trail if I watch it tip over thirty yards. Right. You know, it's and they can claim, well, mine cuts two and a half inches. Okay, I've seen plenty. You go watch, go on uh, Sportsman's Channel tonight, pick out any big game hunter guy you want and watch. Usually they shoot it, they wait till dark, they go back home, they watch the video. The next day, two days later, they go and the thing's got rigor mortis or it's half eaten by a coyote. And they're saying, hey, look at this. I don't want that. I want to go find it, run home, crack open a Coke, high-five each other and say – Need some back straps i don't want to wait for three days to go find my buck, and they don't all do that but yeah that's yeah. the difference
0: yeah so now right now it season's like right upon us guys are like you said even over the country some guys out west are are getting it done right now using their their setups and you have people like myself where next time i still got a couple weeks i'll be going out for an early season uh whitetail hunt you know getting the fine pieces of of gear fine tune. Broadheads are obviously going to be one of those. You know, Alex, Jeff, Alex, you know, what what's in your quiver? Jeff, what's in your quiver uh that you, you you'll be using?
1: Uh VPA Omega for me. Yep, the 200 grain.
0: Nice. So what what's do you nerd out at all with with your arrow setup or anything like that?
1: No, I'm actually new to all, all this archery stuff over the past couple years, so I'm still just trying to learn and soak it all in, but being in the role that we are at VPA, we're always just testing out different broadheads, testing out different setups, different bows that we use and to shoot our stuff with. Because we like to see the results from everything, you know. And we we got to switch it up to be able to speak to it, and and it's fun. Right. So <laughs> that's
0: that's awesome, Jeff. How about you?
1: Yeah.
2: So I've got too many bows. Ask my wife. I've got too many, <laughs> many bows, right? I've got a V3 with um, some Black Eagle arrows. with three hundred three three blades inch and a half cut. Love it. I can stack those things on top of each other 60, 70 yards for all you people that say you can't shoot a heavy arrow that far. I'll prove it to you. Um, then I've got a Darton that I have uh, some Victory Rip extremes with the 200s on there, the, the Omegas. Stacking those things up. Then I've got another older... Mm, I think it's a Matthews. I got to think about this for a minute. I got Matthews and Hoyts out there. I think it's set up on a Matthews. Again, it's uh, Sirius Seth from Sirius sending some arrows, and I've got one fifty single doubles on it. Same nice. thing. Stack them. It's you know, it's about putting the time in, right? Yeah. It's about like you just said. It's three weeks out, and we're all thinking about dialing stuff in, making sure you're accurate. You can make that ethical kill. That's what it's about.
0: So let me ask, let me ask you this, Jeff, what's, what is your most important piece that really matters to you? Like you said, you went down that whole FOC thing and, and, and is it speed? Is it, you know, the, the weight, is it the penetration, you know, your, your force that you're generating? What is the most important thing to you when it comes to your arrow setup, I guess?
2: The, the thing I think about every time I pull that bow back when it's an animal, maybe not so much when a target is I want that thing. I'm harvesting it to eat. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I want the trophy too. If I can put big horns on them, shoot big horns all day. Um, but I want it to, I don't want it to suffer. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure. And that's part of what we do over and over, whether you're shooting our 125 or you're shooting our 300, we test, 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 retest, test again, to make sure however you set that up that you're going to get as long as you put the placement where you need to be. Um, and even if you don't, if you're far enough forward that we can still pass through that our equipment's going to go through that. The reason I push FOC is it's, it's science, right? Um, and people, I'm sure I'll get people screaming and saying that's not true, but the rocket science that Daryl provides us shows us that if you hit something with more weight and the, and the, the velocity can vary, but the more weight and the momentum that it's going through there, it's going to pass through. As long as you, you have a good piece of equipment on the front, that's not going to collapse or break or fracture. So I like the FOC because I've got a bigger weight on the front. I'm pushing it through. Um, it's pulling the air. There's all that aerodynamics that they can talk about that's way over my head, but it's just proven. You know, even again, you start looking at some of, of just the video of people that hunt, understand what their setups are and then look at their failure rates. It's usually probably a lighter arrow. And I know the boat companies will come back and say, no, lighter is faster and faster is deadlier. I, I don't think so. You don't go shooting elk with a 22 caliber rifle. You know, they, you can't do that in most states. They want heavy lead flying through the air. Yeah. Why is it any different this way? Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Alex, how about you? Like, what's your philosophy? I, like again, cause you're new, like you said, you're a little bit newer to it last couple of years. Like, what is your philosophy with with your setup?
1: Really just echoing Jeff would be ethics is the biggest thing we all value here uh, that we have in common. So really, I just want to make sure I can take the time to practice and get out there and get comfortable, especially being new to everything. It's a big time commitment. So making sure I'm actually putting the time into where I'm confident and Mm -hmm. going out there in in my equipment and also in myself.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, kind of like one more big question when it comes to your broadheads, and I know you touched upon it a little bit, but I want you to dive a little bit deeper with it, just because you're just talking about the individual that just killed, you know, five or six animals with that same broadhead after sharpening up. Like, what makes your head so tough?
2: It's the way it's engineered. It's uh, so one we're we're built in USA, right? So we, we, and I say that because. Let's face it, things go to China and, you know, some of the other countries over there because you can make them cheap. And to make them cheap, you've got to be compromising something, whether it's the quality of the material you're putting it in or the design or the way you're manufacturing it or the heat treatment and all that. So we start out with a pound of cold rolled steel, and we end up with whatever weight broadhead's in there. The way we do it is unlike anybody else, and people say, oh, no, everybody machines broadheads. I've been to a lot of these places. Nobody machines heads like we machine them. The way we set it up is it's on the true center line of that shaft the entire time. So nobody can say they have zero runout. It's just almost impossible to get zero run out. But ours is very low run out on any head we make. And it's the way we make it and the way we, we rotate it around when we machine it, that every blade weighs exactly the same. So we're not MEMS. We're not metal-injected where you get porosity and different weights. We're a heavy ferrule, so we put a lot of weight in that that piece of the ferrule. And that's what really makes a difference. And then they are. We we don't send out um, bad product. It's just not something that we're willing to do. We would rather throw a batch of stuff away. And that could be between the machining process or the heat treat or, you know, if they come back from black oxide and they don't look exactly right or if we don't Dura-Coat them right. We scrap and we made a bunch of heads uh, not too long ago, and we embossed the American flag on there. And the people that did it for us didn't treat them right, so they started to rust. We could have still sent them out, and you know, hey, polish them up, do this. We didn't. We took them all back, stripped them down, sent them back out to Durco because we don't want to send out that imperfect. It doesn't mean we won't screw up from once once in a while, but BPA is built off those thirty families doing their jobs and make sure you got a good
0: quality product of a good value. That's awesome. I like that answer. Now, we were just kind of talking a little bit about it before air, but the world of bow hunting, right? Like where 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 do you believe we're at with this currently in, in uh twenty twenty three right now?
1: Go no. for it, Jeff. I know you have a lot yeah. to
0: say, I feel like. Yeah.
2: So Ryan and Alex will tell you I get on my soapbox. So
0: <laughs> get on it, man. Giddy up. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I love the industry. I love the people. I love all sorts of things about it. But I think we're fractured. So I guarantee you today I could load up six podcasts and I'll phone the talking heads. Great people. But it seems like if I can make you look bad, I look good. And I don't understand that in this industry. And I'll, I'll beat on mechanicals and we can have those things back and forth. But some of the people I love in the industry are mechanical manufacturing people and they're good people and they've got good ethics and they're trying to run a good business with good families. But what I don't like about the industry is it's gimmicky, right? You can come out and you can change the color of your, let's say you're making a widget, you change the color of it or you put a dovetail on there or whatever. And you, you use sex to sell. I don't mean anything outlandish, but you know what I'm talking about. You you get somebody that, is appealing to to go out and use it, or you you pay somebody two three hundred thousand dollars to be your brand spokesman, which I know is how the industry works. But we were at TAC in Brighton. I no won't tell you the names. But we're we're up there with some people, and the one guy's well known. And I'm standing there next to him with another guy. Listen to him trash something that he represents. I mean, just totally trash it. And it's blown my mind. They said, "Well, why are you doing that? Why don't you stop?" And they said, "Well." because they cut me a $250,000 check every year. comes back to ethics, right? I can sit in front of you, and you might not like my broadheads. There's plenty of people that don't like our broadheads. Fine. I think we could argue back and forth of, do you really not like them, or are you just not giving them a chance, or are you mechanical, not a fix? But it's a good product, and I'll stand behind it all day, and I think it's a, a very ethical way to kill an animal. I think what you get for your...
0: Electrify, escape, and expand. With PWR, nothing will hold you back from finding adventure on your own terms. Forge your own path to places others can't reach by car, by foot, or using analog equipment. Electrify your adventure with PWR's unique e-powered adventure tools that are just as fun to ride as they are practical. Escape the ordinary methods of enjoying the outdoors that take you to the same old spots it seems everyone ends up. Expand your playground, push beyond your old limitations, and find a new comfort zone. Check out the brand new Rome scooter that comes equipped with four inch wide, heavily treaded tires for maximum grip over loose and aggressive terrain. The 24 inch front wheel diameter makes easy work of rolling over roots, rocks, and other low obstacles in your path. Use code AntlerUp750 for $750 off or AntlerUp25 to save 25% off the site excluding the Rome. So check out RidePWR.com and prepare for your next adventure.
2: Your dollar that you spend with us is well spent. It's not a one and done. Uh, we over-engineer what's in it. And I think that's that makes me proud. When I, when I look at our company, um, we don't take a lot of money out of it. We've put in six and a half, seven million dollars. We've only owned it five years. Um, and we give kudos to Jeff Miller and those guys that build it up to get it to where it's at. We're taking it to that next level. But... It's not all about the money for us. We are a for-profit. We want to make money. I'd be lying to you if we didn't. But that's not the only thing that drives us. We want to be ethical. We want to be good stewards of what we got. You know, um, We thank God for the opportunities we have each day because he's one that creates everything we have. And those animals we take are his creation. So we got to treat them well. And I think that's what makes us different. We're not all about the money.
0: What about the good? Cause I mean, even everything that you said, you said some really great things too, to go along with that. Yeah. Like, what are, like, what are the, the things that you really hold dear to your heart? Like what, like with this and, and your passion uh, when it comes to this, because you know, it, I, you know, a lot of people are maybe listening and hating their job right now would be, would give up a lot to be, you know, in your shoes and everything like that. And it's just funny to hear like when you're, and I know, I remember being a little bit more in the fitness world with personal training and the fitness industry. Like every industry has that. I feel like that broken thing. There's always that like certain topics that just shatter it, right? That always pins things, topics, people against people, you know, but there's always that good. There's always that man, when we do come together, it's something special. Like, could you like, what's that one thing or a couple of things that you just absolutely love?
2: Well, I think it's in the same note, right? Um, this industry, the hunting industry in general, but the archery industry, is you can go meet people you've never talked to, and you have something in common. Mm-hmm. You love the outdoors. Um, you love most most people I meet love family. We see tons of family. Tack in Utah, tack in Pennsylvania, tack wherever we go is a bunch of families, kids, moms, dads, brothers, aunts, uncles, all out hunting. So I think the conservationists. Um, part of the hunting side uh, the great people even some of the people we don't see eye to eye on they're still great people I still love to be around them we're blessed to be in this industry this is not all that I do I have other jobs that help pay the bills. so if you think all I can do is podcast and <laughs> hunt I wish I'm trying to get to that point but at the end of the day we get to do what we love this is a hobby right yeah. what I do for the business side isn't but Hunting is a hobby. it's not something I have to do. It's not like air, water, clothing shelter. It's something that we're blessed to do, so that's the good side. We meet a ton of good people um we get we get be exposed to some things that others aren't and again i I give that to god i I think we work hard we have good families we have good business partners. we bless our butts every day to get where we are. It's not given but uh that's what I think I think it's with all the, I would say the downfalls are here's what it is. And the, the, the positives are up here, right? right? Yeah. you always want to strive to get better. And I think the thing that we can get to better is let's come together. And we talked a little bit about this before, but, um, and I even get hate mail about this, but the legislation about archery and schools, you know, that was a big thing. And we went out and we, we took a stance. We posted it out. I seen Cam Haynes posted some stuff out, um, Hunt Nation and some others have some stuff out there. We talked to our congressman. We got the legislation. Um, talked to some of the people that wrote the original bill, what the intent was, and then what the Department of Education turned it into be, which wasn't what the intent was. But we, we, when we put that out there, we got some people saying, "Hey, you're just spreading false information. That's not what it is." We literally had high schools and even lower than that elementary schools that were getting calls from their their districts saying. You've got to you've got to figure out what you're gonna do with these kids because we can't do archery anymore. That's how far it went. We we reached out to our congressman Jim Banks and said, "You got to help us out because again, this goes back to not just kids shooting bows, which is important to get kids away and outside. But this is 30 families in our business. It's millions of jobs across the nation, and it's it's the lifeblood of our country. You know, it's the Native Americans hunted." go to any continent then they use either a spear a sphere or a, a spear not a spear a spear or an arrow and a bow and and it's the lifeblood of humanity it's what fed us for centuries and now we're just saying oh you can't do it and what they're and i don't care what side of the aisle you're on but what we've got to watch with our elected officials is what we teach our kids today they're going to be legislators legislators in the future so if we teach them the hunting and outdoors and arrows and guns are all bad. They're gonna grow up into that and that's gonna be reality for them. It's perception now. Perception turns into reality and they're gonna legislate some of these freedoms away. And I'm just again, Alex will laugh because I'm on my soapbox and it seems like we end up in this spot at every podcast, but just watch. You know, what we have today when you ask about what's great about this is it's our freedom that we can hunt. Yeah. It's not there. It's not gonna be there forever if we don't Continually keep a focus on that. and United, that's what I'll, I love about the industry is United. I've never talked to Cam Haynes. I'd love to have five minutes with him because he's one of those inspirational guys that has made hunting his life, but has given his life to hunting. I'd love to chat with the guy and say thanks. Thanks for putting out being on I think he was on Lawrence on Fox News and, yeah and not being afraid because it's easy, again back to the monetary side. It's easy to hide behind the curtain or hide and say, well, I don't want to stir it up because I might lose somebody. For me, it's not like that. I might say things that offend you, and I'm really not trying to offend you. But in my life, there's right and wrong, and I can't choose wrong. I'm not perfect. I choose wrong every now and again. I'm a sinner, but I'm trying to choose right. And if that hurts your feelings, and I'm I'm explaining at least my position, at least listen. Don't have to agree, but at least listen. I think that's what's great about our our industry
0: is they all came together. Yeah, I agree with that. And to kind of even go back to – you know, when you were showing like how the good, you know, you, you gave this like big size of how much good compared to like the little inch of, of the bad that we hear. The, the only thing that goes along with that is that bad, it's just the loudest, right? And that's in everything. It doesn't matter where you, where you are in what industry, what world you work. It's, there's a more good than bad. It's just when it's bad, that's what you hear the most of, right? That's usually the loudest. And then to kind of piggyback off of the whole uh, archery in schools. I mean, obviously, as, as a phys ed teacher, I'm very lucky and blessed enough that that is actually one of the units that I do teach. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. That's when I love to nerd out. I'm getting an individual that, with our with the way we run it, maybe they that was their last choice. And when I get the nerd out, they're looking at me like I'm some alien trying to teach them this whole brand new language because I'm, I'm going in deep. I'm, I mean, I'm talking brace height. I'm talking an axle to axle of your ATA. I'm showing them the nitty gritty of things. And then of course I'm breaking down technique. Right. And it's so neat that over the last couple of years, I remember when I was first starting out teaching this, like all the kids wanted to wear those arm guards And I've like almost allowed them not to wear them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach you that. Like, if you have semi 80% of the form, correct, this won't happen. So I break down things. It's like, I'm like this drill sergeant, you know, they get up to the line. I'm like stance, you know, raise your bow and draw back, like bend the arm. Like I, I go through everything and it's just so cool. Like I was going back to saying with the student, that's the, maybe the last thing they want to hear but the first time when they've released that arrow and it hits the target, it's not even close to bullseye. Maybe and they hit that, that target and their eyes light up and they turn around and look at me really quick. Okay. So now let's go. So then when class four begins and I teach them the scoring and they're actually able to keep track of score and they're imp- improving day after day, this individual may never want to hunt, but it's a skill that you know, now if they go to a summer camp or if they go outside, they might take it a little bit more serious and say, hey, I want to go and I want to check this out. I want to see what this is about. It's a growing thing. And uh, it's a it's something, again, that I, I really hold true and dear to my heart when I teach this just because I know what it's done for me uh, as far as a release and just to get out there. And I know at times it's extremely stressful because I'm like, man. I felt like I was Levi Morgan yesterday and then I go out and shoot the next day. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I just picked up the bow for the very first time. Right. So I just, I agree with you. I, I, I hope we could come together. And really this is just something that it's a hiccup in the road and nothing really ever gets done. And you know, it, it schools fight and, and, and local school districts fight and, and get things right. Because again, I'm not sure what it will do to me. I know I mentioned that to you earlier uh, just because the way things are ran hear uh, how our school runs things. I'm hoping that it's not, but if in the case, you know, luckily I'm in the position where I'm at with the podcast where I'm, I'm blessed to have some great friends in the industry where, uh, you know, I could put up the bat signal and maybe some people would be able to help out if, if we ever get to that spot, but you know, it is, it, it's a lot. And I kind of like Alex, you're, you're three, four, five years in to, to learning and growing. Like you're new to this, right? Like what, how did, mm-hmm. what is your process on this? Just because, you know, Jeff's had, you know, had, has had those opportunities and, and you're coming in fresh. You're like, uh, we always used yeah. to say like with archery, I, I talked about it before years ago, ignorance was bliss for me because I didn't care about target panic. I just knew when I was doing this, I was hitting where I needed to be. So what, <laughs> what's it been? What's it been like for you these last couple of years of like eye opening and, and what you've gone through.
1: I'd say like kind of going off that, like I think more recently I've realized just be natural and, Mm -hmm. and just stop overthinking it. Kind of like you said, I mean, we had a clinic we hosted with Joel Turner last month, I think. And so it was really great hanging out with him and going over all that, all those details and check out his, uh, his course if you haven't done it already. Yep. But um, at first it was really overwhelming just, I mean you go on YouTube and it's like there's just information on everything and it's information overload it's oh die hard this way or die hard this way so you don't know what to kind of which path to go down I feel like until you get out there yourself and just mm-hmm. kind of figure out what works for you and and just take the time to do that
0: Yeah how was the the clinic with Joel just because he's someone that I follow and really you know implemented some things of you know, of what he's done and into my process and some other friends and some other people, uh, that do this for a living as well. So what was that, uh, clinic like for you guys?
1: Go
2: ahead, Jeff. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, not even talking about the clinic, just meeting Joel, you know, he's been on our, he's been one of our, uh, pro staffers for a long time, but really the first time we got to sit and spend some time with him and, just a great human being. I mean, he, he's just a super great guy. And then going through and understanding the target panic and what you're thinking and what you're saying to yourself. And you know, there, there'll be some naysayers that Joel doesn't know what he's talking about. I did it. Um, I went through his class and it doesn't mean I can't glean stuff from other people, but it works. And it's, it's more of what I got from Joel's thing is that you can implement his thought process to life. Yeah. And there's all sorts of things that drive you to panic. And it's not just about pulling the trigger on a damn bow. You know, there's all <laughs> sorts of other things that I'll sit there and say, I, I tease myself now because on the back of his shirt, it says, no matter what. And he's always saying, here we go. And I'll catch myself saying that out loud to myself now. And it's, it's one of those habits that you've created. And I'll say, all right, no matter what, we're going to get this done. And then uh, me, me and my son were doing something the other day and I high five. And I said, here we go. And he said, dad, would you stop with the Joel Turner stuff? And I didn't even realize I was doing Joel Turner <laughs> Just a great, great human being. And I love his, his process.
0: Yeah. Alex, how about what, what did you get out of it?
1: I'd say same thing. It was, I think it's intimidating at first. And he says that up front, like you are not going to like me over the next couple hours, but we're going to get past it. And, and that it works. I mean, um, highly recommend it to anybody who's interested. He has the online course and then um, travels around. We're hoping to get him back next year. Jeff and I gotta um, go out and shoot the 3D course with him after the clinic, and it was just fun. It was—he's just an awesome guy and really down to earth, and yeah, yeah. it was a great time.
0: Yeah, that—that that is. Yeah, it. We got to
2: throw that out there. Joel said when we shot in the 3D clinic, he said, "Look, I said, will you come back and do another one? Maybe you'll do an annual." And he said, well, we'll see if you and Alex can go out and shoot the 3D gorse without punching the trigger. It's yes. And Joel, if you're listening, we didn't punch the trigger, buddy. So <laughs> let's get the date on the calendar.
0: Oh, man. We'll have to I'll have to send him a message and be like, you got to listen to this minute at this point in time. So then we, we can get him doing that. And then then you have to follow it up. Hey, you got to go listen to this. That way he does. He knows I'm not just some creep or something. But, you know, what's, yeah. what, what's funny about the things of watching his, uh, courses his events when he's done it either at with dan stanton from from elk shape and and uh, other individuals man it's really like you said intimidating like i could only imagine i'm grabbing a pen here you know just drawing back number one you have all these other people around you that are judging you looking at you right and then you got this guy that really knows this stuff and you know, whether like you said, Jeff, either you believe it or you're not, right? This guy's doing something to to help people. And he's up there going, go ahead. You know, (laughs) punch it. Don't punch it. Don't punch it. And I think back to again, just to give you a little insight, a couple years ago, I was so confident. I had no issues. And then I went down the whole archery rabbit hole, right? Oh, I need to shoot a thumb button. I need to do this. And that's when I developed all the bad habits. And I was on a 3D shoot with some friends and something happened, whether my, L, my my shoulder collapsed, something, right? And it just, when it collapsed, it made me punch the trigger basically. And that set me off. And there was a, a two target uh, spot where like there was maybe one at like 40 some yards, but then there was one on an incline, just kind of shorter. And i remember if you're in the market for finding a new trail camera i highly encourage you to look no further than exodus exodus has two main options to choose from as far as cameras go a budget-friendly option that doesn't compromise quality the exodus rival is the camera for you simplicity meets functionality in this easy to use feature-rich cell camera the rival offers crystal clear photo quality easy setup and use with complete remote management through the app anywhere in the world. Two already are set up in Northeastern PA for me, and they're working flawlessly. And if you're looking for an all-encompassing cell camera, seriously, look no further than the Render. It's their flagship camera. It stood the test of time for thousands of hunters across the country. I have one deployed here locally where I live, and another one I'm saving for back in Northeastern PA. Again, zero issues. And I'll tell you what, Exodus stands by their five-year warranty for accidents or For theft. Top of the line customer service. So see for yourself why so many made the switch to Exodus and experience the Exodus difference. Use code AU to get 15% off your first camera today. Drawing back and going down, and I just wham. I just punched it. And I wasn't even I wasn't even on it. I wasn't even on the target. And at that point, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not shooting for the rest of the day. I kept walking. I had to like build confidence up because I was going out west in like two and a half weeks. And I was like, okay, I'm changing releases. I'm doing this and blah, blah, blah. So over the last year, I've broken every well, over, I would say, last year and a half, I've broken everything down. And it's crazy how when you finally could break through and in your mind and be okay and at peace now. And like now I could actually get a photo taken if my wife like comes with me to take a picture here and there. Whereas in years past I would like draw back and she would have to hurry up, be like, like take pictures. Cause I wouldn't be able to hold my finger on my trigger basically without wanting to send it. And she'd be like, dude, leave your finger on the trigger. And I was like, dude, I can't. <laughs> right. That was, <laughs> uh, it was like one of those things. Uh, and then she hasn't had to do that for a while until most, most recently, And she's been hearing how much more confident and I'll come back. Like, how'd you shoot? I was like, really great. I feel really good. And the other day she finally came to take some photos. She's like, wow, I know I don't watch you shoot really at all, but from where you were to where you are now is night and night and day. And I said, yeah, I've, I've worked extremely hard and, uh, it's, it's very rewarding. So something, you know, like you said, if, if you're, if you are really struggling, um, my my only advice is if you try something and it seems to be a little bit working man stick to it because if you like if you're trying Joel's stuff do it like don't give up and uh, i think a lot of people that's what, not necessarily Joel stuff, but just in other things in general, they just don't give it enough time. Uh, kind of like what you were saying earlier, Jeff, like people just look at your broadheads and be like, um, you know, like you said, I just don't think they're giving them the shot. You know, they're just not giving them that opportunity. That's the same thing goes through trying to fix that shot process.
2: That's the great thing about the country we live in. You get to make your own choices, right? Yeah. I love the, I, I don't remember who he was with. Joe Rogan was doing a podcast. I don't know if, whether it was Cam or... Maybe he was talking about Dudley or it was when Joel was on, but he said it right. He said, um, because he did the Joel Turner thing, and I know he shot with Dudley and he's best friends or he's good friends with Cam. Uh, And he said, I learned something from all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you, there's one of them out there, and I won't say their name, but they're out there really kind of trashing everybody right now about, quit listening to everybody. I'm the expert. I've done this. I've I've got more dead animals on my wall than anybody Great. You're just bragging, but you, you're, you're a great shot, but you're not perfect. There's something you do that's not perfect. A lot of these talking heads, they don't tell you about the ones that they shot and got away or the ones that they missed. They just show you the ones that they kill because it's a money maker. So always stand back a little bit, and even with us, stand back, and when somebody makes a claim, you think, wow, that's a big claim. Is that true? Follow the money, see where it's coming from, and say, hmm, are they tainted? You know. What do yeah. they, they get? Why, why do they have that shirt on every day? Or why do they only shoot that one bow? Is it, or is it really because it's the best, or is it because it's the best paycheck? <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that they're good or bad, but sometimes, I, again, I, I think that's the one thing I'd like to see is let's get science behind us. When you look at the NRA and munitions, and me and Daryl talk about this all the time, because of war, not something good, but because of war, countries have spent a ton of money on science behind projectiles right how to shoot the best gun how to get the most accurate less drop we haven't spent that much money in the archery side because you're not going to war with the bow and arrow you might be i mean if you're an amazon or somewhere but usually people don't go to war with the bow and arrow but what we're trying to do is we want to take all the bs and the fluff and the who's paying who out of it and just go with science so you're going to see a lot more the people that are on our staff are going to be the Daryl Barnets. We got some other people that used to work at Southwest Institute. Um, you know, somewhat of the Ashby Group. Um, people that aren't on our staff that we we wish we were. We have some influence in whether you like them or not. Is I'd love to see Cam Haynes understand what he's shooting, why he likes the G five so well, and not not try to convince him, but try to understand what he likes. And then um, Troy Fowler. I mean, he's got a wealth of knowledge. How. What Why he likes what he likes, and they're all great people with great experiences and things to have. Let's quit knocking each other down and just learn from each other and make the industry better,
0: yeah, hey amen, man. I like that so what uh what's this year looking like for the two of you as far as like some hunting trips and what you're excited for for this upcoming year?'s
1: jeff got some coming up soon, don't you
2: yeah, I'm going to Missouri with trek and outdoors the uh, like the 15th through the 20th of September. And then I'm taking my dad on an elk hunt in Utah, the end of September, 1st of October. Then we're coming back for the Indiana opener. Uh, And then we have some access to property in Kentucky. Dude, we're blessed. I'm telling you. (laughs) God's created a heck of a pass. Going to Kentucky with some friends and then Ryan uh, Corkwell, his father-in-law, has some ground down there we'll hunt. I think we're going to Michigan. I've got a ram hunt this year. Wow. I mean, it's just. You're loaded. I don't know how we're gonna get all in? Yeah. And then what really? I don't know how you us? have
1: time for that. I know, Jeff.
0: right, Alex? Jeez.
2: <laughs> you'll have to put. You'll have to ask Jeff. Who does he work here? Anymore? <laughs> but then we got show season. Me and Alex talked today about show season. We've got some neat things coming up. The Vantage Point is going to be Vantage Point Archery, that we're 100% committed to. Armory, so Vantage Point Armory Archery and outdoors and. Um, We've teamed up with a company called Berserker that does some mag extensions. Uh, We got some stuff that we're hoping to do with, I won't drop their name because we haven't signed anything, but some stuff with suppressors that's different. Um, What else we got, Alex? We got some new risers coming out. We got the Ascender series coming out. We got a release coming out. Really, we're just all- trying to
1: expand our USA manufacturing and our expertise that we've built over the years mm-hmm. for machining and in the outdoor industry to more than just archery and kind of keep pushing the limits as to what our design design team and our, you know, machinists can do. So yeah. uh, really, really just brainstorming a lot of different stuff, got some stuff in the works. So it'll be exciting to kind of drop some more about that in the next few months.
0: That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. exciting.
2: A bunch of shows i think we're we're gonna hit too many shows alex how many
1: yeah it's really like january february march like every weekend there's something going on you've got ata dallas safari club uh shot show the western hunt expo iowa deer classic lancaster classic I'm you, sure we're missing some in there.
0: You need to look yeah. into the uh, Pennsylvania Harrisburg show in February, yep. which is the yep. we're greater... going to be there. Oh, all right. Yep, I
1: missed that one. We'll be there.
0: Yep, so that'll be the nice, like, eight-day little – 9, 11 yeah. day, I'll, somebody will be getting on my case that it, I don't know how many days, but it's long. So all Jeremy,
2: I think. Jeremy, we need some booth workers, buddy. Yeah. It's right in your backyard, come down, <laughs> hang out. We'll feed you.
0: So mm-hmm. usually the last two years, what I've done is because uh, obviously I'm still teaching by that point in time, and I've burned all my uh, like time off from, from like <laughs> rotation and, and everything like that. Like you're saying, it's, it's not the uh, end all. So i I usually come down on the weekends and, and uh, the last two years I've worked in the tethered booth. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be down there for sure. And usually I'm, if, when it's not as busy, I sneak away and go, go say hello and, and hang out with some friends and, and do some, do some, uh, some, you know, talk to some other people like that. So it'll be, be exciting to see that you guys will be there. So that'll be awesome.
1: Yeah, we're excited. It's our first time going to that one. So. I'll
0: listen. Bring lots of product. If, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're going to be able to, uh, um, I mean, I don't know how Pennsylvania TAC was for you guys. It's nothing. I mean, it is insane. I mean, I've been going since I was a kid, and a lot's changed, obviously, but, I mean, it's pretty remarkable when you have individuals come up and they just go in their back pocket. I mean, that is a one-stop shop for a lot of people where that's what they're getting for the upcoming year. Right. Like that's their one chance where they're able to get their hands on it. They like it, they buy it. And that's, that's so be ready.
1: <laughs> it'll be a good time. We're yeah. excited. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a tiring couple months to the year, but it'll yeah. be fun. It's always fun to go to shows cause people are excited to talk to you and, you know, see the product and see what's new for that year. And, Kind of fills the void when there's nothing else going, going on, on, I guess, in those yep. cold winter months.
0: Yeah. Hey, when the season ends, it's like that big crash, right? So what do you got to do? You got to get back out there on the horse and sell some product and, you know, let everybody yep. know how awesome the product is. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's can't get better than that. And then it dies down a little bit for turkey season and then summer. And then, you know, next thing you know, we're, we're right back in the saddle.
1: Yep. I like it. Goes it. by quick. Yep.
0: Well, guys, I really appreciate your time. Talking about broadheads, again, I mean, it's like one of those things where, uh, you know, but I'm not the expert when it comes to those single bevel broadheads when it comes to what your design really is. Um, I've shot some in the past, not yours specifically, but your, that kind of that design. um, Had some success, had some where I didn't have the opportunities to really take take some analytical data off of. but it's, it's really cool. And, and I loved, love your story. I love your passion. And, uh, I really appreciate what you're doing for that archery community as far as even that goes. Um, so don't lose that. Cause I know the second you lose that, that's when you know, you need to get out, I guess. But, um, you know, appreciate that. I can't wait to cross paths and, and introduce your hand, you know, shake hands with you both. And man, I'll tell you what, Indiana, it's kind of like one of those little sleeper States.
2: Yeah, you might yeah, keep have to it come quiet.
0: down. <laughs> yeah. Keep quiet. Keep it quiet.
2: do quiet. We don't have any deer in Indiana. They yeah. got rid of all the deer.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's all kinds of diseases and stuff to them. There are, you know, they they stop getting big.
2: Yeah. yeah. Come check out the shop. Let's do a maybe we can do a part two podcast from yeah. the shop and have that in the background.
0: I like that, man. I appreciate it. Well, everybody, please, uh, where? Well, before I do that, Alex, Jeff, where can people follow along? Uh, watch anything, listen to anything and follow on socials. Please plug yep. those right now.
1: Yeah. So VP That's our website. You can shop all our broadheads there, learn a little more about them. Um, follow us on all social, just VPA or vantage point archery and you'll find us.
0: Awesome. Jeff, anything just, else to ask?
2: Just get involved, get involved with your youth and your community. If you're, if you're really a a big archer and have some skills, I know the high schools are looking. I know the, Elementary schools are looking get a kid off a video game, get them outside, call us if you need some product. We'll help you out with that kind of stuff. But let's get kids back outdoors, away from video games, away from all this culture stuff, and get them back to what makes this country great. And it's just being outside, being with family, loving what you have and making the best out of what you have.
0: Yep, preach. I like that. Well, everybody, please go follow the follow v, VPA. Really enjoyed this conversation. Those of you that, that are going to watch this, I know you're going to see that passion, those listening. I know you're going to hear it, so go give them a follow. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Antler Up. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Antler Up podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please go check us out on our Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Go Wild and at antlerupoutdoors.com. If you enjoyed this episode, go leave a review and subscribe for next week's episode. Until then, Antler Up.